2: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, the matchmaking crowns return following a memorable, unforgettable UFC Vegas 82 event at the world's most famous apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. We still have a conundrum on our hands following the main event. Is Brendan Allen still or the former middleweighty middleweight champion? It's a discussion we need to have because Brennan Allen has been better than ever since being crowned the champion. So again, I I find myself conflicted. Can we strip Brennan Allen of the title when he has just been so damn good since winning it? But all that and more coming up. I am Mike Heck. I don't have a a lot of voice here, as you can probably hear, so bear with me. But joining me, the man who has the voice of an angel, my best friend, the prince of positivity, the co-host and the co-matchmaker. Mr. Alexander Kaylee, kind of a crooked judge, as you may have heard on the ranking show, but still my best friend nonetheless. Even after all of that, hello, AK. Uh
3: how much were you hooting and hollering last night, Mike, during UFC Vegas 82? That your voice is gone. I mean, it was. You know, I know everyone. I saw people buzzing on social media, just nonstop <laughs> talking, screaming, shouting. Best card of the years. Why? What? What happened? Why were you? Why is your voice so raw?
2: You know, I, I think. I think it might have been all right until Mick Parkin and Kyle Machado oh, okay. started doing the damn thing. And then I just, I couldn't stop screaming. It was the most exciting fight in the history of the company.
3: Not to mention you had, <laughs> you had uh, Eileen Perez and Lucia Pudilova just earlier before that. And I know that so early in the car, <laughs> I was very worried for you. I'm like early in the car, I'm like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna let that voice rip early. He loves women's bantamweight so much. And this is such a Titanic matchup. Um, regarding the Brendan Allen Middleweight, I, I, you know, you and I have been at a disagreement on this. I think, yes, he is the he was the lineal champion. He did beat Christoph Jocko, so logically that should make him the middleweightiest middleweight. But that title doesn't really work in lineal terms. It's a, it's a it's a state of mind, it's a state of being. He's too exciting. <laughs> He's too exciting. His fights are memorable. I actually remember Brendan Allen fights. He has a distinct. Uh, you know, style. He has a signature move. He has his 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 rear naked choke is deadly. Was a five? I'm looking at it now. Five of his past six wins of the six uh, five wins on this win streak, uh, are by rear naked choke. That's pretty amazing. So he has a distinct move. He's exciting. He's a contender. I mean, he's a guy who's probably with one more win fighting for the title. I I I have removed him from the middle weightiest middleweight equation a while ago. I said I think I told you, I need like Armin Surkian to get in there. Uh, after, uh, he needs to fight like Marc-Andre Bergeot after he fights Chris Curtis that, th- these are middleweighty
2: middleweights guys- you mean Petrosian?
3: what did I say, sorry
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you <laughs> it's going one uh, of those see
3: Vegas 82, I'll tell you, it's so exciting I've lost my, I've lost my senses yes, not Armin, Sarukian, uh, Armin Petrosian he to me is the definition of a middle weighty middle. he probably needs to secure a big win but man, talk about a guy who, uh, clearly a good fighter, and his fights in one ear out the other with me cannot remember them at all. He cannot finish anyone. That is your guy. But I get it. If we're talking lineal, obviously it's it's Brendan Allen, and he hasn't let go since because he's just he's just been trucking pools. So and another another strong performance on on Saturday.
2: Yeah, by definition of whatever this thing became, Brendan is not qualified for this title. But I feel like if I remove him from the equation, he will lose his next fight. So I don't know if I could do that to him. But there's also, no, Mike, we, talked Mike, the ahead, we talked about this in the post fight show. I'll go ahead, Mark. We talked about this in the post fight show. There's actually a case to be made that middleweight is not a middleweighty middleweight division anymore. Like it's just gotten, maybe we just sent the right message to the middleweights that they got more fun and exciting. Middleweight's more interesting than it's been in a super long time. That perhaps maybe we need to do this to another division that needs the help and assistance. It's another conversation. I maybe. mean, obviously,
3: okay. it's women's bantamweight and heavyweight, of which we just mentioned. Like th- th- we get, we just get too many of those Parkin Machado, Perez Pujalova fights too often. It's heavyweight gets a lot of gets a lot of you know slack because uh, there's often exciting knockouts too. It's the big boys, but there are so many fights at heavyweight in, at the UFC level, especially that just go nowhere. That just seem to last 25 minutes, 30 minutes long. They just take forever. Um, but it's always been like that. It's been like that before we, you know, we invented the whole middleweightest middleweight thing. Don't be fooled, Mike. Don't be fooled by middleweight. This is still the division of impressive mediocrity. We we have sparks like <laughs> We have we have spikes like this. I remember when Vittori and Paulo Costa and then were coming up, we had almost the exact same conversation, like, oh, is Middleweight becoming interesting again? And and it kind of was. We had a great champion in the top two and at Dissenia. So it kinda was. It kinda was. But this is like a cyclical thing. And and, and it's great. I love that we're getting some decent uh if I say fresh faces at 185 in, in the contender's picture and headlining cards, headlining fight nights. But I am not fooled. They will level out. We will have some I I haven't looked at the upcoming middleweight slate, but I'm sure there are fights coming up that will have us going like, oh, middleweights, middleweights be middleweighting. Middleweights be middleweighting. Uh you mentioned That as long as you've uh, sort of had Brendan Allen as the middleweighty, middleweight champion, that he has been winning fights. I think it has just as much to do with uh, me picking against him. I have now, Brendan Allen, I am doing this for you. I am picking against you. Uh, I believe it started with the Andre Muniz fight where I said he has, n- I think I was very strongly like, he's a, you know, Brennan Allen's a good grappler. He's not on Andre Muniz's level. This is a bad match for Brennan Allen. Brennan Allen picked up on those comments, put that, put put me on an Instagram montage, put me on blast with a bunch of other media members speaking against him and proved us all wrong. Submits Andre Muniz. So and then just for, just for poop and giggles, Mike, I also picked against him with uh, Bruno Silva saying Bruno Silva's going to kill him on the feet. He actually outstruck Bruno Silva before submitting him. And he got another win. And then if people see my prediction for this fight, I did the exact same thing. Openly saying I'm picking against him just for his benefit. Sure enough, uh, five straight wins in middleweight, six straight wins overall. So I will keep picking against him until he, win- he wins the actual middleweight title.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see if you will pick against him in his next fight after just running over Paul Craig. This fight, outside of one scramble where Paul Craig had a calf slicer on Brennan Allen in the first round, uh, this fight was not competitive at all. This was all Brennan Allen pretty much from start to finish. And as I said on the previous show, I'm just going to make this easy. It's already out there into the universe for people to, to hear. Everyone already knew where I was going with this. This could actually be for the middleweighty, middleweight title, okay? It's Brennan Allen versus the man who probably is the Hall of Fame middleweightiest middleweight. It's Marvin Vittori. That's the fight to make next. Where are you at?
3: Yeah, I, I think uh, Vittori, as much as he, you know, established himself as an actual contender, fought for the title, fought Izzy twice, actually. Um, his He is kind of the definition of a middleweighty middleweight. Like, uh, God bless him. Again, he's good. But how many moments can you pick out of some of Marvin Vittori's fights? Other than, again, the Paulo Costa fight. It's just a blob. It's a blob of, like, good grappling and kind of okay striking and lots of decisions and that's where vittoria is. so yes maybe this is the logical end point for brendan allen's uh middleweighty middleweight slash number one contender at 185 pounds run that's the logical matchup I-, I went a different direction only because i had to follow up on something i said for ufc sao paulo it doesn't make as much sense anymore given how impressive brendan looked on saturday but um i said that cayo bahayo should have fought uh, the winner of this fight. I said this was going to be the Kyle Bahayo sweepstakes. And and it's possible. It's possible. They are very high in Kyle. There's a possibility Marvin will try and angle for, quote-unquote, a bigger name. Maybe he just doesn't see Brendan Allen as a big name, which he is at 185 at this point. Um, so it'd be interesting. I would usually, if they would if they would try Brendan and Kyle and try and slot one of them in as kind of a sneaky uh, number one contender. Especially Kyle. I, I know they like him. Um, but he's probably further back than Brendan. But just following up on some previous matchmaking. So I'll, I'll go with that. But Vittori... Is the clearest pick? They can uh, make that fight happen without any headaches.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe you do Kaiyo versus Paul Craig or something. I don't know yeah. if they get, he gets Brennan Allen. Brandon Allen. If I'm Brennan Allen, that gets offered to me. I'm, I'm like, what? What do we? What are we doing here? Call this me is, an event slot. Mal- Call me an event slot. Emotional malpractice. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is where you can use the. Do you know who I am? I'm the middle-80s, Middleweight Middleweight Champion. I don't. I'm not fighting backwards again, but we'll see what happens. Michael Morales, A.K. still undefeated, sixteen and zero. This is good matchmaking. Jake Matthews gave him a tough time at times, but Morales—the youth, the exuberance, the athleticism, the power, the striking—everything about his game just became too much for Jake Matthews. He, Earns a unanimous decision in the co-main event. Excuse me, AK. Where are we going with the young, undefeated Michael Morales? Man, this guy is so solid.
3: This guy is he, he's he's at the level, Mike. Where if he doesn't fight for a UFC title, I'd be surprised. I know, I know. We should always be careful saying that with um, up-and-comers. I'll still go as far as say prospect. He's only what 24, 25 years old. Guy's so young, um, and he's got a good amount of experience under his belt now. He's sixteen and zero now. Uh, but you know, we still wanna be careful with him. But I'll say I, I am all in. I think I was all in after the last his last win. And now being a solid guy in Jake Matthews, who we know on any given night, you know, can challenge can challenge guys at the top twenty five. We've seen we've seen Jake Matthews turn it on. So for uh, for Morales to pick up a solid, uh unanimous decision over win. Very impressive. Uh you'd like to see a finish, but again, Jake Matthews is tough. So no no big issue there. Uh, I think he, I think Michael Morales fights for a title someday. But let's I'm saying more way, like three fights away. we're talking I don't want to hear any serious teletalk talk until like end of 2024, early 2025. We have other names, up and coming names at 170 that I think are just above him, like Ian Machado Gary, um, uh, Jack Della Maddalena. So he's behind those guys. He's behind those guys. Talent wise, right up there. Just skill wise, I think he needs a bit, has a bit of uh, catching up to do. And I know there's people who are going to argue that he's ahead of both of them. That's fine. I just have him just behind. Let's keep the upward movement going. I want to give him a veteran. I want to give him someone who I have ranked above him. Let's go Randy Brown, Muslim Salakov fighting at uh, UFC 296 in a couple of weeks. And uh, he gets the winner of that fight. Daniel Rodriguez,
4: come on
2: down. You are the next contestant on the Michael Morales Price is Right. It's just that. D-Rod's suspended. He'll be back early 2024. I think it's January 28th. His suspension is up. Boom. There you go line those two guys up uh it's the next it's the next right test to see if if he's ready for top 15 or top 10 like right now you go in there and you just do the same thing to d-rod you know we saw what ian machado gary did in the d-rod fight just runs him over There's was at that moment everyone's like all right this dude's the dude let's just let's give him a bump so yeah, I want to see if he can pass the D rod test, and it should be a fun fight. Are you are you as high? Let's go to the. Are, oh, are you as high on
3: on him as I am? As far as being a tell, do, do you how do you like him compared to uh, Machado, Gary, and uh, Della Maddalena?
2: I am behind both of them, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, look, he's twenty four, but like, if Ian Gary does not, f- he's slightly behind JDM. If Ian Gary does not fight for a UFC title, like something's wrong. Like, something's totally wrong here. So, I don't know if I have that same faith in Morales. Like, I think he can get better. I just don't know if he has the charisma, if you will, to mm. get to that next level as quickly. Um, but he, he could probably get there. Um, I need to see more. If he goes out there and just runs D-Rod, then I'm like, all right, this, this, guy, this guy's got
0: something. Let's go. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
1: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: How about Chase Hooper, AK? Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt, people's main event. I even tweeted out right before the fight started, I'm like, I demand they schedule this as as a five-rounder. A five-rounder at 155 pounds. And, well, they didn't need five rounds. They didn't even need three minutes. Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt had a fun little scramble fest. And in the end, Chase Hooper gets the rear naked choke submission just under the three-minute mark. And, well, I don't really know what to do here, A.K. So I landed on a man who just came off of a a victory, one that we will probably never, ever, ever go back and watch a second time. Chase Hooper versus D1, Mark Casey is where I ended up, A.K. Where are you at? I like that. I think that's
3: a smart test. I don't think that necessarily would be a terrible fight. I know I know D1 JKC is the least entertaining form of JKC, but I think it might bring out the best in Hooper if assuming Hooper uh does not just get smothered. Assuming that Hooper is sort of evolving and his grappling really gives Jacquezy a problem. Could lead to some fun scrambles, could could force Jacqueeze to show up that stand-up again, see where where Hooper's stand-up is. Um it's really easier at this point to make a list of guys you like Chase Hooper shouldn't fight at the stage of his career, it's a much longer list as well. So uh, I had no idea. I had a lot of trouble with this one. I will say, Mike, we said, I think, after one of his loss of featherweight, where, like, he looked particularly bad, and we were like, man, wouldn't it just be better if, if, if um, you know, the UFC kept him or put him back on some sort of developmental deal and had him go back to the regional scene and, and, you know, he's so young and then come back to the UFC later. I had not accounted for the UFC bringing the regional scene to him. Um, as it were, because when he was when he got his contract on the Contender series, I think it was still somewhat—you have a better um, memory of this. It was still somewhat like exclusive, right? They was they weren't handing out four or five contracts a night, right? When he got on,
2: do you remember? I mean, they they still kind of were, but they did what were what they call developmental deals, yeah. where they, they signed yeah. them to basically like introductory contracts, where they fought within the the fight pass banner. Yeah, regional promotions that run fight pass, uh, same kind of deal William Knight got as well.
3: Yeah, and I think our whole deal with Hooper was like it was that like, oh, well, he shouldn't be fighting quote unquote UFC level guys. Yeah, he's just maybe not there yet. And then, and then, but the problem is the def- well, not the problem. The solution is that the definition of UC level guy has changed dramatically over the last couple of years. And so he doesn't need to go back to regional scene because they are getting just scooping people off the regional scene. Uh, whether they blew Dana White's mind away on the contender series or not, you're getting a contract as long as you win pretty much and don't embarrass yourself. I don't even know if that's the, the bar is that high, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so it kind of, the problem kind of solved itself and that's not an insult to Jordan Levin or any of the other guys that um, Chase Super has, has uh, fought or beaten, but he, Chase Hooper versus Jordan Lovett is a fight that could happen outside of the UFC. That could have happened outside the UFC like a few years ago. So he's not facing overwhelming competition. Um, so yeah, so he's good to stick around. I like him at 155. Doesn't have to worry about a weight cut. He can always drop back down to 145 later, I think. Depending on how his body develops. Uh, so anyway, Mike, I have a bad feeling. I have a very bad feeling that they go with a name for him next. And that name will be... A man who, in his next fight, win, lose, or draw, he's fighting at UC Austin. Win, lose, or draw in his next fight. I think they might do Clay Hooper, uh, Chase Hooper, and Clay Guida. I don't like it for Clay. I think it'd be such a setup fight, but I do think they might give Chase that name. Maybe there's a lot of ways. I to don't it. hate
2: it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think of Chase. I don't know what to think of him. He's definitely like becoming a like a grown man. Yes. See that dude's like back. Yep, dude's getting, it's getting spelt. Dude's putting on a little mass. He might yep. be a welterweight in the next two years. Who the hell knows at <laughs> this point? But fun, fun fight. We'll see where the M&M eating Chase Hooper goes from here. What do you think, uh, do you think uh, of the Claudio Paez callout? What, what did
3: you think of the Claudio Poyas call callout, Mike?
2: I liked it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think he gets it. That might be yeah. a little too. Because if he beats, if he beats Claudio Paez. I, he might be flirting with like a top 15 guy next. And I just yeah. don't want to see that right now. <laughs> it's dangerous. I just don't want to see that. It's dangerous. I know. I think we learned in the Claudio plays Dan Hooker fight that Claudio's pretty limited as an offensive mixed martial artist, but he's still like a top 20, 25 guy right now. 155. It's boy. that might be just be like too, too quick of a jump, but I like the call out. I like the gusto. We'll see what happens. Uh, Peyton Talbot, AK. Now, I don't know what to think of this young man either. It's clear that the UFC is going to put the rockets on this guy. Uh, he had a great performance on the contender series against a guy who, let's be honest, he should have absolutely had a great performance against. They match him up at his UFC debut on a main card for the same purpose. We're going to give this dude basically a squash match, uh, on this UFC main card right before the holiday and Naked Gary made things really interesting here. A lot of people thought maybe a 10-8 round in the first round, but then Peyton was able to overcome some adversity, gets the win in round three and then cuts the promo at the end. And I'm like, man, like this is your time to shine, bro. And just didn't have it like no charisma, no energy, very uninteresting promo. And I know he's young and up and coming, but like, these are the moments, man, that you have to like come through and make a name for yourself. So, I came out of this event feeling like matchmaking for this guy over the next few years is going to be of the utmost importance. There is no rushing this guy. I would barely at this point I like I would even I would even not be upset if they Went backwards with Peyton Talbot. They gave him like somebody else, like lower level than than Nick right now, because he ain't ready. He's he's UFC ready in the twenty twenty three definition, but from where they want him to go, he's so far away from that man. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. There's he can still develop. For him to get to the ceilings, it take a super long time. So. Matchmaking for him is going to be super important. Rushing him in any way is terrible, so I wouldn't do that. And I'm not even thrilled with this pick, AK, but I'm going with it. Uh, Steve Kozlo? Like, that's where I'm going here. Like, I... Queue like, up the band. Like, yes. Somehow, we came up with the same,
3: and I use this term respectfully... <laughs> We came up with the same jobber, the same developmental talent to put Peyton Talbot over. Cue up the band.
2: One, two, three. Friends Friends forever. Forever. Look, I don't even know if I would pick Peyton in this fight. I don't know if I would. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a a Debbie Downer, but Steve's Steve's pretty decent. Yeah. He's pretty decent. I don't know who who I would pick here. I don't... I'm telling you right now, if Peyton Talbot's a minus 750 favorite against Steve Kozlo, I'm putting money on Steve Coso. Tell you that right now. I'm doing it.
3: But do you see what I was saying, though? This is like with the Chase Hooper thing. It's like both Peyton Talbot and Steve Kozlo and probably a bunch of the other names that we both looked at to match up with Peyton Talbot. These are guys who probably should be like still fighting in the regional scene. Like they, they're not anywhere close to being a finished product, right? Because Peyton Talbot's what, 25? Uh and, and again five years ago that would have been the case these guys would have been guys who the ufc had their eye on their managers would have been like in touch with the ufc and they would have come to the ufc maybe after they had, like 10 11 12 fights and that's just not how it is anymore so yeah it's really tricky because you're right uh, uh steve coslow and peyton talbot could have been the main event of i don't know ces 171 in you know uh, in january I, this is how it would have been before but now, because of the Contender Series, because these, they, you know, they get behind some of these talents so early, we are talking about having to match make them, them for UFC cards. And it just feels so strange because, again, it's not that they're bad fighters. They're just inexperienced. And there used to be a level of experience that you had to have for getting the UFC. You don't anymore. So, Mike, you're totally right. Everything you said is correct. I don't know how to evaluate this guy, how to make for him right now. Really, you're right. You throw him in there with someone like Steve Koslow in the hopes that it'll put him over. Very likely Steve Koslow could upset him. And then these guys, a lot of these contenders, uh, not contenders, contender series signings and short notice signings just end up in this kind of mush near the bottom of the rankings. And you kind of hope some of them break through. So uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, hope, I hope the best for Peyton Talbot, Steve Koslow and all these guys, but it is, um, it does put them in a weird position in, in the UFC and in their careers.
2: Yeah, it's just, we were talking about this during the Bellator card because after the Rafian Stott's Danny Sabatello rematch, I was like, I kind of just want to see these dudes keep fighting each other at this point because I I just don't know if there's anything really all that interesting for either guy right now that's more interesting than just running those two guys back over and over again. And someone had brought up like about, you know, one of these or both of these guys like getting to the UFC if this whole Bellator thing dissolves and they're both free agents. And my counterpoint to that was like, the UFC could have had both of these guys and they chose not to sign them. Like Rafian Stotts, we're waiting for Rafion Stotts to get signed by the UFC. One of the best. He was probably a top five prospect in all of MMA by the time, you know, fighting for LFA and some of these other big promotions. And then Bellator locks him up. And UFC didn't even give him a chance, which I was stunned by. And then Danny Sabatello goes on the contender series and runs a 30-24 on his opponent, just annihilates this guy, cuts the promo at the end, and the UFC passed on him as well. And then he signs with Bellator and he's become what he's become. Like, I just don't think UFC is going to touch either of these guys, but the, but the Peyton Talbots of the world, like, they can't wait to lock him up. It's just no disrespect. Like, no disrespect. I just, I miss the developmental deal. Like, Peyton Talbot would have been a perfect developmental deal guy. Let's just run him through the system a little bit for like a year, year and a half get him some experience on some of these big shows and then we'll bring him in and they just aren't even doing that anymore i i, I don't know i don't know it was tough it's frustrating good win, it's frustrating. but good win good win look good good uc debut the peyton tablets of the world are signed for these cards like let's be honest they're signed for these cards of the apex that nobody's gonna watch
3: yeah and and but if they become a contender it's like oh it's a happy accident if they don't on to the next one as as, as Day, they say we on, to, yeah, yeah, on to da- that,
2: yeah yeah dana white's the best talent scout in the fucking history of the sport <laughs> i mean it, it's just absolutely insane. it nah uh let's move on to amanda let's hibas A.K. amanda hibas going back to 115 fighting luana pinheiro it was a fun fight she lands the spinning hook heel kick gets the finish and then just cuts the most delightful promo after. She's just so lovable. How could you not like Amanda Hebus? And seems like one fifteen is is the place she's gonna be moving forward. A lot of options here, AK. What did you land on?
3: Yeah, please first of all stay at one fifteen. If that if, if she's genuine about that, that's who mm-hmm. we wanted to be. Which is weird because she obviously can compete with anyone. And I was I was trying to remember like how'd she do it at one twenty five? Like Viviana Arujo, that's a pretty good win. That's a pretty good win. Uh, that's like a top 15 top fifteen flyweight, but at some point, the size, I think, does catch up to her. I think that's what happened in the Macy-Barber fight. Um, Macy's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but having a strength and size advantage has definitely helped her, and it, and it was just too much for Amanda Hebus. so I think if she if she can keep making that cut to one doesn't look like it's a problem. That's where she should stay. I know it's fun to be able to collect checks in two divisions, but this, this is a woman who should be a contender. Uh, now again, this was easy for me, kind of like my main event pick, because I had done a well uh someone on a previous card should fight the winner of Hebus pinero so uh sitting on Lupi godinez i had another name i had another name but i'm sitting on Lupi godinez because i said that she should fight uh the winner of this fight so i like it Lupi, Hebus. don't know when it'll happen but probably sooner rather than later because both these women like to stay active uh, and i think it's uh it's perfect but i'll mention the other name later unless unless it's the name you picked Mike.
2: yeah i i like that pick a lot jose suggested <clears throat> that on. Um... The post-fight show, like if they end up going to Mexico City in March or something, you do Hebus versus Loopy, which would be awesome. And I completely agree with that, but I already match made Loopy with Mackenzie Dern. So mm. uh, you could also do that in Mexico City. So this is this was kind of tough. This was kind of tough. Um, I was going to go with Angela Hill like right yep. off the bat because. Same. Same. They had booked them a couple of times. Then I booked Hill against Carolina, so I didn't want to do that. So I'm just trying to think like what's interesting and what's available. And I don't know if this one will wet whistles at all, but at least it's a known name. And I think people would somewhat be intrigued by it. Um, I went with Michelle Waterson Gomez. I don't love it, but I kind of just went there. I think it's a fight the UFC would certainly book. And I just kind of went with there. Just a veteran name who's always seems to be in fun fights, win or lose. Let's just go ahead and do that. I don't love it, though. AK. I really don't.
3: Yeah, I, I obviously, I think you would have gone with the Angela Hill pick if you had not. To, but you are respecting your own ought no rules. I like that, Mike, uh, You because Angela Hill is the other logical pick. Like you said, they've been booked a couple of times uh unfortunately it was during the COVID 19 period i think amanda he was got COVID, um so it was was booked a couple of times and also canceled a couple of times and i do want to see them throw down at some point i don't think it would surprise either of us if that is the matchup that was made but we are both just you know again we had done our we had done previous work already and we won't undermine it so um but yeah angela hill I, i saw a lot of people suggesting angela hill probably that's if we were doing um crystal ball pick that's probably what happens right
2: yeah, I would agree. But great performance. Good to see her back in the wind column. She got run over by Macy Barber and kind of felt like the way Pinero was putting the mitts on her early. Like maybe we're we're seeing the downside, but nope. Amanda just shut everybody up. She's very likable and she could find her way into a title shot over the next couple of years. Like there is a path for her. It's definitely possible. How about Mick Tabek A.K. This friggin' guy is just—I mean, he's something. Not only did he take this fight on four days' notice, he just ran over Euros Medich. Like they had a good little exchange in the beginning, and then Oralby just just ran him. I think six takedowns, just smushed him. There's nothing Medich could do. You could see the frustration in Medich's eyes, and then finally Oralbi said, "You know what? I'm gonna put you out of your misery." But it wasn't even putting him out of his misery because he slaps on a neck crank that I thought actually was going to break the face of Medic. It was nasty. And then Orobai says, you know what? This is fun. This is a great debut, but this isn't even my weight class. Gasp. I'm going yeah. to 155. Gasp. This guy just adds to this crazy-ass division, the best division in the sport, uh, which is the lightweight division. So I wasn't really sure to go here. So I landed on Ishmael Bonfim. We'll do Bai versus Ishmael Bonfim at 155 pounds, AK. What do you think?
3: Uh, this guy is nasty as hell, first of all. I, I don't know what the odds were for Medich and his original opponent, Johnny Parsons. I think Medich was pretty strongly favored. Um, so, boy, he kind of got he got a rough shake. Because uh, Orobai has been doing some damage on the uh, regional scene with LFA. <laughs> um i actually didn't know a lot about his wrestling uh but i know he's been spending time with the boys at team alpha male when he trains in the u.s so i tell you if he wasn't a good wrestler before that i'm sure he already was uh that's gonna help you that's gonna help you with your chokes your your cranks too so he's got all the makings of a guy who could be a real player i i actually so uh people i was telling people on the previous show i was not watching this card in full uh so i i didn't see the lightweight comments i'll, I'll stick with my welterweight pick then again if he's dropping down to one two five good on him he doesn't look like a massive 170 or so that makes a lot of sense but if he stays at 170 maybe he decides to make a quick turnaround maybe he just doesn't want to cut weight i'm going with uh jeremiah wells it could be a fun fight i don't know where jeremiah wells has been i feel like his name has come up a few times on uh onto the next one and i was just this was just going kind of on my rankings he's like a few spots ahead of oral by um after oral win over adich so yeah stays at 170 good options there if he goes down to 155 good options there but he's gonna be I think this guy's going to become a boogeyman pretty quick because he fights with like a certain physicality and, and we always say like a a nose for the finish or finishing instinct. You can't really teach. And I'm not predicting he's going to be a top like 15 guy or anything, but he's going to be one of those guys who's going to get, I think plenty of fights in the UFC. And if you see his name opposite you on the contract, you're just, you're not in for a fun night. It's not going to be a fun guy to fight.
2: Yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be incredibly tough to book. Like, there's going to be a day where we get mictvec Oralby versus Benoit saint Oh, yeah. And it's going yeah. to be the best day of our lives. <laughs> it's going if to be you, absolutely chaotic. For the
3: listeners out there, if you have not seen Oralby's the, the win that kind of, I guess, I don't want to say, he was probably already on the UFC's radar, but this was just last month. He bought Hayward Charles, the upper, this uppercut of Hayward Charles. It is
2: oh, fuck my nasty. God.
3: It is so, and Heywood Charles has this big ass, like, afro, like, he, <laughs> or huge hair. So it's like, it's a, an incredible visual. I think, I, I assume they played it on the, again, I didn't watch that fight. I assume they played it on the, uh, on the broadcast. It was so nasty. He's got hands, too. He is not just a wrestle guy. Again, before this, I didn't even know he was a great wrestler. Um, I'd only seen his hands. So dangerous, man. So dangerous. Such a fun addition to the, to uh welterweight or lightweight, it looks
2: like. Yeah, very excited to see what he could do. Uh, let's go to the wild card round. I think this, honestly, if if there's ever going to be a time, AK, if there's ever, ever, ever in the history of the show going to be a time where we get a Friends Forever moment. In fact, I don't even think this should be a Friends Forever moment because it is so freaking obvious of what the fight should be. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get a better opportunity than this. So we're going to select one fighter we have not matchmade for yet, and we're going to matchmade for them right now. AK, who do you got?
3: I, I didn't pick an obvious one, so I think there's no way... I think I have to hear yours first. Now I know I need to know how disappointed I should be that I didn't go with a certain. Did you pick? Was it your? Is it your Anson Brito? Is that your? No. Ballpark? Oh. Okay. I'm curious. I actually don't know. I I I can't. I, I actually don't know what you're referring to.
2: The most dramatic thing that has happened this week had to do with the fighter in the prelims oh, no. in your division, A.K., your oh. favorite division, the women's okay, go bantamweight on. division. I will, I will explain why Eileen Perez go versus. Yeah. Eileen Perez versus Jocelyn Edwards is uh-huh. like, that could headline at the apex of this point. So, yeah, that's the fight. Like, there's just no other obvious choice. Like, you have to just, you have to do this. You have to do this. This might become the Edwards-Masvidal, though, of the
3: women's phantom weight division. I don't know. I feel like stuff is going to get in the <laughs> way of it. I hope not, because you're right. It makes too much sense the other reason I didn't do a women's bantamweight pick is I think it's become too much of a running joke. Cause I think I've done this several times where, where when I didn't, when there's not like a, uh, a, a like compelling challenger or up and comer on the prelim, I'll just go like, Oh, go to women's bantamweight. What can I do in this division? So I just didn't want to to play that tune again, but you're, you're right, Mike, that's uh given the backstage drama. Um, crazy, it's crazy. I, I'd, I'd still, again, if it was, any, if it was any other division, Mike, this would have been like the story of the weekend. Um, but because it's women's bantaway i think i don't know how it's going to register i think i think maybe more people will catch up on it by monday but it really feels like people didn't didn't notice but yes um <laughs> eileen press jocelyn edwards uh that's real beef i mean some people have like verbal beef social media beef this is this is legitimate violence and i don't know if that's the other i don't know if the mc wants to put them in a cage because it's just I don't, know, I don't know what's gonna happen um but that's 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 a good pick. i i went with that uh, Jekasaragi. i just like him um good for him pulling off a really big upset he was like a i don't know like plus two almost plus 300 i think underdog uh lucas alexander huge huge favorite missed weight which i'm I'm wagging my finger people you can't see me i'm wagging my finger finger of shame and uh and then uh Jekka smokes him in 90 seconds so um jeka is a wild man so i just want to throw him there with another wild man chip in mariscal let's go let's make this happen um I don't, again, I'll put Jekka in the same Well, I have higher hopes on Oral Bias being a contender Jekka, I don't think ever becomes even like a top 30 guy but he is just going to do wild stuff in there and I just, he's a fun matchup guy, you just keep throwing him in there I don't know if he's going back to 125 ever if he does, there's fun matchups for him there too right now, I think he's just sticking featherweight, not a huge guy, um, and just give him fun matchups, so Chepe, Jekka I really actually want to see this fight happen sometime in 2024 I don't know if it's next, but
2: I need these guys to cross paths. It make me so so happy, Mike. Yeah, man. It was uh It's a great fight. That's if Chappie doesn't go to 135. He is talking about oh, that. Damn. it. But who knows? That seems like It seems like a big cut. So maybe we just do that. I'm I'm down for it. So Do we have any Otno pointers uh, or check the tapers. What?
3: what do we have? I want to give an honorary point to this this answer because uh, last week, Mike, I asked, "God help us, who actually wants to see this Meowchis John Jones fight? Who is this for? Who is this fight for?" And I didn't get a lot of responses, but I got one good response, and that's what I am happy about. One good, well thought out response from at brat meow on Twitter. What's up, brat meow? I think brat meow has called into Tech um, of a morning before. I could be wrong. Uh, so, just answering this question who Who is this fight for? Who still wants to say, wants to see John Jones Stevie Uh I'll read the comment now. Hi, on the last Otno Show, you want to know who wants to see John Jones or Stipe, and why. So I'm going to try to explain my reason for wanting it. First off, I just want to be clear that I view Tom Aspinall as a real heavyweight champion now, and Jones-Stipe is a weird one-off fight, kind of like the BMF title. The belt is just a prop, and I expect both of them to retire after. Why I want to see the fight is simply because I believe that Stipe can win. Ooh. Maybe that's delusional, but being delusional is just part of being an MMA fan. And if Stipe can end his career with being the greatest fighter of all time, it would make me very happy as he's one of my all-time favorites. I would also probably get my father to finally admit that Stipe is greater than Mirko Krokov. And how can winning an argument with a stubborn parent not be a good enough reason? So, you know what, Brat Meow? For you, I do hope that this fight still happens. And I hope Stipe pulls pulls off, I think, what would be one of the biggest upsets uh, in UFC history. Uh, and that you get to you get to shush your your father. That is what matchmaking should be all about: is family members resolving their issues with another, uh, with one family member definitively coming out on top with bragging rights. So, thank you, Bratmeow, for sending in that uh, that answer. And uh, there's at least one person who has a good reason, Mike.
2: Yeah, and look, if that happens, then we'll have another trial because Stepe will be the best heavyweight in the world, <laughs> and Tom Aspinall will be number two behind Stepe. So, I'm kind of kind of in for that idea as well. I think I, but, I think I might have. Uh, they're talking about uh, disbar.
3: Can you judges be disbarred? Judges are disbarred, right? Anyway, we'll just say so I don't my know if judging. Disbarred cr- or I think my dis- judging credentials <laughs> have been called into question. I'm under investigation right now, but hopefully by the time we do our next trial, uh, that'll all be cleared up.
2: That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, and in Jed said it best on BTL. Mike, you don't even know if you believe what you were saying, and you're <laughs> right. But you put me in that position, and. You, you back me in a corner and I'm going to fight out of it verbally, uh, whether it makes sense or not. So AK you ready to go to the peeps. We are ready. Right. I got plenty. I got plenty, but go on, please start us off. All right. You guys, you guys know the rules at this point. So if, if you got doo-doo, we're going to call it out. So I'm just going to go ahead. Let me look at what I have here. I'm going to r- just rip off the bandaid AK and go right to dad Jackson. Cause usually this is where things get really hairy. Um, Let's see. Michael Morales versus Nicholas Dalby. Okay, I like this fight. I like this fight. This is a good one. If you're building Michael Morales, doing this in Brazil would be a terrible idea. So don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I know you're going to hate it, but Brendan Allen versus Bo Nickel. You're right, Dad Jackson. I hate it. Oh, God. I hate it. Get out of here. It's just not time. It's just not time. What is, like, everyone just wants to throw Bo Nickel in there with, like, top five dudes. Like, uh-huh. no. Come on. Come on. Now, if you want to do Bo Nickel versus Paul Craig now, okay. I don't love that. I think Bo absolutely thrashes Paul Craig. But I would be okay if you booked that. But Brandon Allen just goes against this big win, wants a number one contender fight, and you chuck him in there with Bo Nickel? Like, that, nah, I'm not a fan. What do you think?
3: I I understand the urge to push Bo Nickel into these big fights. I get it. I mean, it wasn't, I think it wasn't long ago. We're all, you know, we were all, when Izzy was still the champion, we were all kind of like, God, if they fought tomorrow, would Bo Nickel have a chance? Like, it's exciting. A guy like him is so exciting, but I, but I agree. Um, that's too in between for me. Like, if you're going to go nuts with Bo Nickel, like if you're going to go nuts, let's go top five. Don't throw, don't knock off some other um, guy who was like grinded his way to a contender position just for Bo- like Brennan Allen is the wrong name. He does he does he does not deserve to be uh just a ranked guy to elevate uh Bo Nickel. That's not what I want to see. Again. So either go all the way with Bo Nickel and go top five, just go super nuts. Or again, keep kind of doing what you're doing. Let's go, you know, top like out- outside of top twenty five, top thirty and stay that way. But yeah, I don't I don't like the Brennan Allen matchup
2: uh john ray Esteban versus alibayev perez versus lisboa parkin versus carl williams good god can you uh, imagine that freaking fight you, <laughs> oh, you know
3: what god. i had here's the problem i actually love it because <laughs> it needs to be settled mike because i actually spent i'm not proud to say this i spent uh i spent maybe two minutes of my life when i was doing updating my rankings going, do I rank Mick Parkin higher or do I rank Carl Williams higher? This is a real internal conversation I had with myself because they're same, both two UFC fights, both 2-0. I think they both... Do they not both have a win over the same guy? No. They have different, different opponents. Either way, uh, I settled on Mick Parkin at 29 and Carl Williams at 28. This is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. So like this is, so I'm glad that matchup was suggested because, yeah, I, the battle for the 28th spot in my rankings, that, ha- that fight has to happen. Right now, Carl Williams is hanging on by a thread by Thread,
2: Mike. CLD versus Vieira, Johnson versus Richie Lang. Brito versus Caceres. Oralby versus Wells, AK. He's with you. Hebas versus Hill. Hooper versus Elder. Morales versus Phil Rowe. Uh, Allen versus Vittori. Paul Craig versus Kyle Baraglio.
3: I, Harry Dawaskin. Uh, Go ahead. When did, when, did Oral by when did he make the comments that he's dropping? Was it right at his post-fight speech? Yeah, it was I in the
2: cage folder. Oh, okay, okay. I, I guess I'm not the only one who
3: missed it. Yeah, I see a few. I see no, a he few he, uh, says,
2: no, he didn't say I might drop down. He said he, he didn't say I might drop down. He said, I'm dropping down. I'm My dropping next fight down. will be at 155, unless it's short notice. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wow. said i will fight at 70 under short notice, if it's short notice. But other than that, he's fighting at 55. Don't cut weight. Don't cut weight. Cutting weight is so silly. Go fight Jermon Wells. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry, Esteban versus Colin Lochrin. Ogden versus Rivovich, Jekka versus Francis Marshall. Damn, that's fun. Uh Porkin versus Porter. Parkin versus pocket Porter. Did you call him Porkin? I mean, I don't know why you want to Did you call him that's Porkin? How he spelled or was
3: that... it. Oh, that's how he spelled it.
2: That's how he spelled it. P-O-R-K-I-N. Oh, oh don't let don't let wow. Dan Morton get a hold of this
3: because this, he's never gonna yes. be able to say it right if we if we t- say <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you want to wreck McParkens' career already, but, I mean, have at it. CLD versus Dumas. Brito versus Ige. uh, Mike Hechtby. Oralby versus Evan Elder. Very nice. What was that? Ah, man. He caught Mick Hechtby and used my last name. Oh, okay. I like that. Very, very well done. Versus Evan Elder. Talbot versus Steve Koslow. Another one with us. Hooper versus Trevor Peak. What do you think about true Hooper versus Trevor Peake, AK? I think Hooper is above, considerably
3: above him at this point. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm underrating Trevor Peak. I feel like Hooper should handle him. So I don't know. I don't know if that would prove anything.
4: I would, that'd be a
2: crazy fight. I'm kind of in on it. Morales versus Renat. Vakartinov Allen mm-hmm. versus Hermanson. Apex, uh, and an Apex event i assume he means apex main event uh robbie ryan good day gents let's get otno Brendan allen versus hamzat shimaev aka hamzat not getting either 170 or 185 title shot just yet why not just book this one in the meantime who do you rank higher and who do you have higher in your rankings mike
3: that's a great question i actually wouldn't i only know mine because i'm literally looking at it right now um I don't know. Who do you I have? I, well, I look for mine. I have Hamza one spot higher, and and uh, that was before yesterday too. So essentially, uh, Allen's like impressive win did not bump him. Like it, it was not enough for me to give him Hamza's spot, which almost sounds unfair. I'm just so high on Hamza as a fighter. I think there's also I'm doing a bit of like who I think would win a fight. I still think Hamza would beat him, but it does seem it does seem a bit like. Really unfair to Brendan Allen, who again has won five straight fights at 185, while Hamzat scraped out a win over uh, a welterweight. Um, so I don't know. I I I feel like I'm
2: so wrong on this, but let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: look at I'm gonna look at everyone's rankings actually. Let's say everyone's
2: rankings. I have Hamzat I have Hamzat higher than anybody in our rankings. I am at six. So,
3: okay, so I okay. have him
2: at six. Brandon Allen's gonna get a bump here. He will, he will, yeah I will probably bump, I will probably bump Brandon Allen to number eight behind, ahead of Vittori and behind Cannonier
3: and still behind, and he's still probably behind Hamza him. and two spots behind Hamzat. Uh, again, I said he's not moving in mind, which seems unfair. Again, I don't know what else he can do besides fighting, actually fighting Hamzat, which is why this matchup makes sense. Uh, looking at everyone else, uh, some of them have him one spot ahead um it's a mix. We're, mix we're about even some people have them, like one spot ahead some people have, them have one or two spots behind so that's that's a good matchup that's a good and if you're brendan i think you absolutely go for that fight
2: yeah he's not afraid he's not afraid of kramzal shemaev and he shouldn't be no that's a no. good fight yeah that's a good fight right there yeah um, if you can get that yeah I didn't mind his call out. Like, the only thing I was hoping for him, like, was don't call for, don't call it Sean Strickland. Like, just let that go. <laughs> yeah. Let that you, all go. So
3: you were happy he did not do that.
2: He did not he do that. He didn't do that. He just said, give me number one <laughs> contender fight. Okay. If he went, but again, like his buddy Bilal, like, he should probably should have went all in yeah. on Hamzad. But yeah. or I arbitrary. also understand, or yeah. I also understand that I, if I'm the UFC, I'm not booking that fight. I'm mm. still trying to do Hamzad versus Paulo Costa. That's probably the fight to make at this point. Yeah. But but listen, I can't be mad at Brendan Allen. What a performance. Did the mm-hmm. damn thing. Uh, Michael Morales versus Carlson Harris. Chase Hooper, Mark Jacasey, Talbot versus the Garrett Armfield, Brad Katona winner. No. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? No. No, no, no. I don't no. like that. No. I don't like that. No. Peyton's not beating either of these guys right now. I'm sorry. He's just not. It's bad. It's way too fast, way too fast. Garrett Armfield has looked real good, and Brad has looked real good. He's w- way too much experience. It's just way too soon for this fight, in my humble opinion.
3: I agree. That, that's, this is the kind of things we were... <clears throat> this is why we were struggling before, and we we're saying like, you, there's so many situations you, you can't put him in, and uh, definitely
2: not against one of those veterans. That's a bad idea. Uh, he likes Oral versus Anj Losa if he stays at 170. Mm-hmm. This, this is a good pick right here, AK. For Amanda Ibass, going back to the old school days, hashtagging #Hashtag Amanda versus Amanda, Amanda Hebas versus Amanda Lemoshayk. Ooh, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, D- definitely possible, definitely possible. I think winner would get a title shot, depending what the hell's going on with the top of one. Did we ever find it? So as far as we just know, Zhang and Yan, they just couldn't obviously book it in time for. What you are so fondly calling UFC Shang Vegas. Um, That's all we know, right? It's just, it's just, the the fight has not come together. The fight has not come together for some reason.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised, dude. Mm. I'm not surprised. Sad. But, yeah, it's too bad. Let's move on. Uh, We got a first timer, AK. We got a first timer. His name is Carter. Uh, First time, long time. Claudia, he likes Hooper versus Playas. He likes Morales versus Dobby. He likes Allen versus Vittori. But also threw this out here for us. Allen is becoming a bit too exciting to be considered the middle weightiest middleweight. Agree. But but an awkward five-round kickboxing match with Marvin Vittori (laughs) gets him right back in the mix. (laughs) This is a great comment. Uh, Love it. You're up, AK. I don't want that now. (laughs) I don't want that
3: uh let's go with uh oh you know what we'll go from another fir- one first timer to another anthony hernandez fluffy himself i know this is uh, unrelated i assume unrelated anthony hernandez uh not fluffy hernandez what's up long time listener first time submitter chase hooper poyas oral by mark jacchisi brendan allen won the marvin uh, sweepstakes michael morales kevin holland i thought about this mike i thought about this um I don't know why I, I I didn't like it, but I actually don't have a reason. Why why don't I want Michael Morales to fight Kevin Holland? Get in my head, Mike. What's my what's my issue like with this why? Project? I don't know, but why not?
2: I don't know, Kevin. Uh, another two wins, and then we do it. Yeah, I think there's something else possibly in play for Kevin Holland as well. Okay, all right, all right, all right. It's more interesting uh, than Michael Morales.
3: And Brito versus Alex Caceres. Uh love you and my keep up the great content also any black friday deals on Otno points uh anthony we cannot we would never devalue <laughs> we would never devalue on points by making them part of some pithy they're actually more expensive on black friday this year it's, yeah it's harder to get them. <laughs> uh Gerard Bial, again let just see if there's anything new here uh michael morales joaquin buckley i like this matchup um where did you land with Buckley again? Mike? I remember you had two fighters who were like, they were fighting for the Buckley sweepstakes, but then something happened. Where, where did you land with Buckley now? It what was want,
2: Renat, Renat Fakratinov yeah. was going to fight Kevin, was going to fight Buckley after he but, beat Eliza Zaleski, but then he decided mm-hmm. to just like not fight. So, um, <laughs> they fought to a draw. So, I, I, I proclaimed right. nicholas dalby as the winner of the joaquin buckley soup stage. oh
1: uh, okay
3: okay i think that's right yeah i like that one more i don't mind morales and buckley i don't mind it but i think you're right i think dalby and buckley's the uh, the way to go amanda and amanda yep uh naimov, Cheka, and brito naimov Jekka, and Melsig bagdasarian mm-hmm. sure uh and Mayheads, heads a bunch we've already got uh morales versus phil rowe i think morales is ahead of him a bit though not, not that we again we've been saying how much we don't need to over push this guy but i do think morales maybe a bit ahead of Phil Rowe. Mike, how about Chase Hooper versus the recently returned Roosevelt Roberts?
4: Mm. Mm,
2: I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> no, I'll say no. no? Chase okay. is way too ahead of I that. I mean, he's so far ahead of Roosevelt Roberts, it's not even funny. Uh, Talbot brady Houston? You put Brady ahead of him. Um, keep talking, keep talking. Okay. Let me, let me, has got me, a bit more experience. Let me do some homework on this. I think Brady. Well, I don't think
3: Brady would be. I think, I think people are really high because Talbot was what minus like seven hundred. Saturdays, he's the biggest favorite on yeah. the card. So UFC and I am uh, sure, sure, and and it, and it and it certainly played out well uh, in the end. Um, Duncan Bruno Silva, Leroy. I
2: think Brady's too. Honestly, I think Brady's damn. too too much right now. Really. Dude, uh, he just make- knocked out Denan Bakary, who's got a ton of yes. experience in he the UFC. Really so, fight. I mean, uh, sh- maybe Duferny Garcia. Maybe that's I don't know, man. What about Chad? Good old Chad and Elger. That's no, that's sure. I don't, no, no. <laughs> well, well, none of these. What's going on? None okay. of these.
3: <laughs> Steve Cosmo. <Koslow. laughs> uh yes. jackassaragi morgan uh Shadia i think Shadia murders jackassaragi but whatever you know what i'm not i guess making it see what happens eileen perez chelsea chan mike i actually have not seen one person uh that's recommending- insane this is you know so what, crazy <laughs> i will say i think we have the story going on on may soon i think we want we want to gather some more info i know the story got out there already on social media i think we wanted to like actually talk to some people and get some data information on it so I guess it hasn't gone out MMAfighting dot com yet. You know, if it doesn't, have, if it didn't go on MAFighting.com, dot like then.
2: But it, by the know, time people don't, people don't by the time it. they hear this, it will be out. It will I be know. out. Really, it was out Saturday. It was. It was all the parties involved. Saturday. All the parties involved have spoken. All the this parties involved have spoken. Uh, at this point, Alex Davis I, has even come out on social media and discussed yeah. it. Yeah, um, but you didn't see um, it. a lot your has picks, happened right? here.
3: You didn't see it in your picks, right? You didn't. See, I, didn't I didn't see any. Not one, not at all. So this is. And again, again, maybe people again. Listen, they're very loyal to com. They didn't see an MMA fighting, so they weren't sure if it was true. So I'm not, I'm not going after our, list, our listeners' pickmakers at all. Uh, I understand. They're like us. They want to wait till all the facts are out there. Uh, let's go to Twitter. Liam Perry. Again, I'm not going to read all these, but I like... Um, oh, okay. Uh, Talbot and Col- Colin Lochran.
4: No. Lochran's no? too... Ex- no.
3: Yeah, Loughran's too... Yeah, yeah. Loughran's actually... It's not good. It's not good man Talbot's in a weird I'm I'm very of all the fighters on this card uh I won't say he's the most because I do think that it's, I mean I'm intrigued to see what's next for Brendan Allen and Michael Morales but outside of the top two fights I think Peyton Talbot is a guy I'm like kind of most intrigued to see what they do with him um because you just can't push a kid like this too too fast you just can't Cle- clearly talented physically gifted for the division too and just, mm. I don't know uh let's move on again some of these a lot of these are already there. uh Annie Galapali, Hibas, Angela Hill, Toke, Toke. our pal Tok, Interesting. Peyton Talbot Luan Lacerda mike Um, this is is this our who's this? Forgive me, guys. I'm getting my Lacerda, I was thinking of Daniel Lacerda, not Luan Lacerda, Daniel Lacerda. Luan Lacerda. Owen oh, yeah. two. <laughs> <0-2. laughs> I was like, yeah, if you could do that. Owen two in the UFC so far. I guess that makes sense. Let's see, Luan Lacerda. A little more experienced. I I mean as far as how long ago he started competing. Oh, it's not terrible. I don't think that's a bad... I don't think it's a bad... He's also lost to two guys who
2: I think are kind of decent, though. I don't know. Yeah. Cody Stamen was like a top 10 phantom weight not Man. that long ago. But Tok, I think Toke's on the right track, though. I don't, Toke, I don't think that's a bad This isn't up. bad.
3: No, no, no. Uh, Brayden O'Neill. I was going to everything's new here. He was versus Dern rematch. I kind of saw other people suggesting this. I don't know if that turns out any differently or why we'd want to... Like, <laughs> I think he was just beats Dern again. So I'm not entirely sure why we would why we would do that to poor Mackenzie Dern. Um It'd be big. Yeah, it'd big. It, if Mackenzie Dern avenged that loss, that would be nice. That would show like clear development from their first meeting. It was a while ago now. I just don't know if she does. And then what do you do? And then Mackenzie Dern has two losses. to he must man. Then you're then you're really cooked. Unless we're all saying we've given up on the uh, Mackenzie Dern contender experiment. Which uh, Mike, some of us have. <laughs> some of us have. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to speak for everyone. Some of us have. <laughs> uh barry o'reilly my boy barry what's going on barry um christian christina christian leroy duncan versus chidi and Jaquani for his next fight uh a fan friendly fight both guys willing to stand and bang i agree uh jose johnson Rinya nakamura by the way we didn't talk about jose johnson all good for him getting his first ufc win i'm a a jose johnson fan again i don't know what a ceiling is great really that was a good fight yeah uh whoa oral and gudam katatlatse give me some of this eastern european violence winner this is the next guy who was coming on in the stacked 155 division i wouldn't do this but i don't mind gudam is like kind of got i'm struggling with my words here we kind of screwed up how to gauge him because he won that controversial decision against gamrot and Mm -hmm. i don't know if we've been able to calibrate how good he actually is ever since do you think that does that
2: make sense He's still like the 19th best lightweight in the world, I think.
3: Yeah, man. Let me see. I, have him, um, I have him. Um, I haven't been lower. I only think because he's on a bit of a losing. It's so his only win is is, is in the UFC. But he ha- he was he had wins before that which were relevant. And I don't hate this matchup. I don't hate this matchup, but it is kind of weird because I don't know how high people put Kudam, and I don't know how people how high how, how people put uh, Muktebek after um, after his debut. Uh. Man, I don't like this. Michael Morales, Michael Chiesa.
2: <laughs> That's not bad, though.
3: Okay, you don't... Well, I was going to ask you, who do you book Michael Chiesa against at this point? He looked so bad in his last fight that I don't want to say Michael is like, cooked because he's, he's the kind of guy, I think, if he's motivated enough, he can get back on that saddle. But when you add in age, you add in some of the injuries he's had, you add in the level of competition at 170 right now, some of the younger guys coming up, it feels I feel so bad, like I never want to match him up. And that's kind of unfair to him, because I think he still can compete with a lot of people at welterweight. I just like man, I just feel like every time they match him up, it's gonna be against someone who they want to like make a name off him, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, Mike. What do you do with Chiesa?
4: Um
2: I don't know, man. I don't know.
3: It's hard, right? It's hard, cause and they, and they like like the I, UFC yeah, likes it too, tough. right? The, he's a UFC guy. Cause like everybody guy. that would yeah.
2: everybody that would match him up with, he's already fought. Yeah, like RDA, he's already fought and beat. So like, do you do that rematch? Like, I'd watch that rematch. I'd watch the guys fight again. Can Why we get not? Kevin
3: Lee Kevin Lee out of retirement for that rematch? Is that is that a thing that's possible? Could we, oh, I kind of watch that. I kind of watch that. Controversy, controversy in the first fight, maybe. Uh, and I'll just read what Barry has to say about uh, Alan, Alan and Hamzat. Uh, the Vittori fight is the one to make, but if they book Shemayev and Costa, strong possibility that fight doesn't happen for whatever reason. Uh, Alan is very good, but he doesn't have the Mike Chops really push for a title in his next two to three fights. Oof, real talk. But a fight against Shemayev would get them there much quicker. Shemayev looked human in his two big showcase fights. Sure. And Alan's ground game looks strong enough to maybe hang with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to this. Again, I don't think it happens, but I think it's not the worst thing. And last one from Twitter, Four Corner Sports. Let's see. Uh, Brendan Allen Cannoneer. Cannoneer, he doesn't have a fight book, Mike. What's going on with Cannonier?
2: Uh Torn MCL.
3: Oh, gosh. Okay, so not happening anytime soon anyway, then. I don't think so, anyway. Um, I think you mentioned, I don't know if you read this, Mike, and I just didn't respond to it. Uh, Chase Hooper, Terrence McKinney?
2: I did not see that one. Um, I feel like they're... Are they not teammates? Are they not buds?
3: they could might be, crazy. I have, I have no I must be I, no I don't move. know if it's
2: true. I if don't know. they
3: weren't, if they weren't, would you want that to happen?
4: No,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it.
3: Yeah, we gotta simmer on that. So we maybe they simmer. shouldn't do it. I just feel like they're at least friends or something. How about Oral
2: Bye versus Terrence McKinney?
3: Boy, uh, I mean, Terence would love that. Terence again will fight anyone. He'll fight rank guys. He'll fight. He's had to fight guys who were making their debut. He does not give a crap. Um, yes, and that's the first round knockout. Waiting to happen. Someone is getting KO'd. I would take the under all the way on that. Uh, I love that. I love that. I don't think it happens. I, what's Terence? What did Terence last do? He had to fight someone on short notice. Uh, not he was on short notice, but I don't even remember. So I guys, you hear some clicking clattering there. Uh, Bre- right, he fought right. um Brennan friend in new
2: england uh, i know that yes and it's
3: a 22nd yeah, knockout uh as was again most people yeah. would have predicted so uh yeah it, it, that's in play that fight's totally in play and let's end with some emails <laughs> here just a couple of emails jay donaghy uh craig and oh gerald Meershirt. that makes a lot of sense so uh go go from uh what, what alan to alan's buddy gerald Meershirt. uh Another Morales, Kevin Hall suggestion. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. He was Angela Hill, of course. Oral by Loic Rajabov at 155. Uh, I could see it happening. I think he's pretty... I think he's well above Loic in the rankings right now. But uh, I guess not. At 155, who knows? It's true. He's, that fight was on the 170. I don't know what to think At 155. Uh, oh, wild card. Mike, Jose Johnson versus Raul Rosas Jr.
4: Yeah, if they that's do the Mexico
2: good. City
3: card, that's that, that could that be is a good, good one. I had not even that, that is good because Jose has a lot of experience. That's pretty good. I don't think he's like a super threat to stop uh, Roul's wrestling. I don't think so. I think Rawls would go into that as like probably a minus
2: three hundred favorite. But does it really matter who Rose's fights on that card? No, does it really matter?
3: No, and that's why Jose. Just I think throw is him a good at anybody. Yeah, uh, and don't, t-
2: <laughs> don't give him Peyton <laughs> Talbot. Don't do that.
3: Our pal Tristan, uh, Jose Johnson, Moon Gafroff, Peyton Talbot, Christian Quiñones, and I don't mind this Muktebek versus uh, Mark Chakizi. So he so the, have him be
2: his one hundred and fifty five opponent.
3: That's not bad. Mark Chakizi getting a lot of play this episode, Mike. Mark Chichese's, Yeah, I don't uh, think.
2: Yeah, I don't love that one.
3: <laughs> it's not bad. I don't mind I can't it. Can't risk I don't it. Mind it. <laughs> uh anyways guys yes uh thank you thank you for all the great picks for again what was you know we said was a pretty forgettable card on paper It looks like it didn't turn out terrible but uh again not by the end of the year you'll barely remember USC vegas 82 happen and that's okay that's nothing wrong with that <laughs> um but yes please send in your picks for well yes next week right? we have one more week before the next do we have a card next week Mike?
2: no oh we have pfl
3: oh baby <laughs> PFL uh, I'm going to say week. you and I are the not
2: The $50 doing... PFL pay-per-view. <laughs> That's it? That's all? Only $50? Wow. That's if you have a subscription to ESPN. If you don't, it's over $60. That was st- st- still? Only? Don Davis, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to help you. Don yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to help you guys. I, hey, this well, Kayla Harrison. Like 700 pay-per-views.
3: Kayla Harrison, Aspen Ladd. It's a great matchup. Uh, this is the whole uh maybe the best wait in the world a that we will be fighting on there uh olivio ben mercier can't hate on that it's okay just people fighting in this car okay. anyway so don't yeah uh, we'll but, leave the the fix for now because don't send don't bother sending in now because um yeah we won't i don't think we'll be doing there won't be a show next week on. mike let's take the weekend off. yeah there will not
2: week. be a show next week there will not be an ask us anything <laughs> there will be nothing there will be no show next week uh but boy when we come back in two weeks we're going to be matchmaking a fun one. Yeah. UFC Austin. Peniel Dariush, Armin Sarukian. Dan Hooker, Bobby Green. Khalil Roundtree, Azamat, Merza mm-hmm. Rob Font versus Davis and Figueredo. Sean Brady versus Kelvin Gasolum. Puna Soriano versus Dustin Stoltzfus. Jamie Lynn Horth versus Veronica Hardy. Misha Tate versus Julia Avila. Clay Guida, Joaquim Silva, Joe Selecki, Jakar Close, Wellington Turner versus Jared Gooden, Steve Garcia versus Melquise Costa, Cody Brundage, Zach Reese, Ihor Potaria versus Hidolfo Balato. That's UFC Austin. Awesome. Sick card. Love really, it. really good. I'm super Love excited it. for this one. This is what we a fight be, night card should look like all we, the time.
3: If we seemed a bit laconic after... UFC Vegas 82. I assure you we will be filled with pep and vigor <laughs> when it comes time to do matchmaking for UFC Austin. Awesome. Yes.
2: This is a good one. And then this is the meat of the UFC Apex sandwich. UFC Vegas 82 and then UFC shang Vegas December 9th <laughs> and then we close <laughs> the break. show with uh UFC 296. So, <laughs> it's going to be a Yeah, it's going to be an interesting stretch. It's going to be a roller coaster ride down the stretch, but next week we'll recap UFC, or two weeks from now, we'll recap UFC Austin from a matchmaking perspective. It's going to be a weird week uh, on MMA Fighting with the holiday, so I believe we'll have two MMA hours. We will have a BTL next week, but it's going to be recorded ahead of time. I think we're doing one heck of a morning on Tuesday. uh, So it's going to be a weird week with the holiday going on, but stick with us at MMAFighting.com. We'll let you know what's going on. We'll let you know if there is an announcement from PFL regarding Bellator. There are rumors that there's going to be an announcement on Thursday, and wouldn't that be such a PFL thing Ooh. to announce such big news on Thanksgiving when no one is going to be paying attention to it? I mean, it's just as PFL as you can get, and I love it so much, and it just tracks in so many ways. Mike, uh, we But will, if that is uh, the case, we will let you know. Mike, that's smart. We'll forever remember Thanksgiving now also
3: as the anniversary of the PFL buying Bellator. That's just good. That's just smart. That's, that's synergy.
2: I believe Thanksgiving was the day we found out that Habib Tony was off. Oh. One and then we got wow. we were supposed to get Habib versus Max Holloway instead. I'm pretty sure. Or was that Christmas? I don't know. It was no, one it of wasn't the major Christmas.
3: Holidays. It wasn't in Christmas.
4: It it wasn't in December. Then it must have been Thanksgiving. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know. But hey, if something happens on Thanksgiving. We're, oh no. Thanksgiving was when we found out John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson had to be moved from Vegas to California or from California to Vegas for some weird reason. That's yeah, that's what it was. Pico-grams. That's what it was. Pico-grams, Mike. Pico-gram gate. Pico-gram Pico <laughs> gate. We moved the entire event. Yes, that's what it was. That was Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. All
3: okay. the Hall Khabib, Tony, how Max stuff was in April. It was April.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. But who knows what Thanksgiving's going to bring this year, at least here uh, in the United States. But we're done here. Thank you very much. Back here in two weeks. And always remember the golden rule, everybody. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun when we kick off December right here on On To The Next One, the podcast.